people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Welcome to Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. I'm being brought to you by America Out Loud Talk Radio. Um, we took a break over the uh, Christmas holiday, as you know, and now we are back, uh, trying to um, trying to give you as as uh, as much information as possible as we begin 2024. The coming election, President Trump. Um, all of the lies and the frauds from COVID, the vaccines, the uh, the COVID pandemic response, and well, there's so many, so many, um, so many avenues I can take right now. I want to begin by first of all thanking Malcolm and his team for all that they do behind the scenes for for us people like me, Peter McCullough, the Bregans, Peter Bregan, Ginger Bregan. Reach, etc., by allowing us um, the chance to speak. Um, remember, we live in this cancel culture, and uh, we are canceled and smeared and slandered. And uh, Malcolm was one of the first people out there bringing the truth to you, but through us and giving us a platform. So it's very important. And if any way you can help him and support him, um. I want to just remind you that I have my own uh, daily blog. It's a substack. It's uh, the title of it is Alexander COVID News. That is A L E X A N D E R space COVID space news. That's Alexander COVID News. And look, I make it available to you for free to everyone. It's been like that for one and a half years. I put no paywall or no restrictions on comments or anything. Anyone can go in and comment and contribute. Um, there's a $29 annual fee. Um, normally people charge a hundred bucks, 60 bucks, pongless fees. I, I don't have that. It's $29. And, um, if I could make it 10 bucks, I would, but they won't allow me to, uh, substack. There's a cap of $29.99, I believe. 30 bucks is the lowest. So, uh, um, please consider if you want to, uh, do a paid because it helps me financially. Um, so it's just 29 bucks, a few cents a day. But if you can't and you want to remain free, please just subscribe so you will get my uh, my postings routinely during the day. <clears throat> um, I also uh, wanted to say that if you want to provide me any support, um, you could go to Zell, Z-E-L-L-E, and use the email SR7283 at gmail.com that's sr7283 at gmail.com so there's so many things I wanted to talk about but um, one of the Substack writers that I'm following a lot these days and I'm getting a lot of uh, you know contributing to is um, Sage Hannah and we were talking about uh, Amnesty 
that um, the Covidians, I call them the branch Covidians, or the COVID Taliban, the Mandarins, these people who did us so much wrong across COVID for uh, for really the last four years. And, um, you know, there's still this talk about amnesty. There was this hearing recently where Bhattacharya, Kuldorf, Atlas, etc., went to the uh, hill. F uh, Fauci said it. Um, these doctors are coming out and joining people like Emily Oster. And these, these are, I, I call them criminals who caused deaths due to the lockdowns and the vaccines, asking for amnesty. And now we have some of the scientists and doctors within the COVID freedom movement actually saying, you know, I think Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, saying, you know, we shouldn't point fingers and why do we want accountability, etc. Let's just kumbaya it and move on. And I'm seeing, I wrote this substack, and uh, there's several who've joined me to say absolutely not. Um, they did too much wrong. And, uh, you know, it's not good enough to say that uh, the we're going to now kiss and just make up and forget all that they've done. What these people did was cost their lives. Their actions killed people, killed adults, killed children. Between the lockdowns, school closures, the vaccine, the fraud mRNA technology vaccine. Many people have died. So um, amnesty is not on the table. And we love some sort of accountability. You could call it retribution. You could call it what you want. But punishment is needed. Normally I'm for forgiveness, but not here. I'll forgive one day, but not right now. These people could not be that inept and stupid and corrupted. There's some malfeasance as at, as at play. So we need it investigated. And I want to be clear with you here. I want all involved with COVID, lockdowns to vaccine, to be investigated fairly. They should have that chance to be investigated, defend their actions and positions. So... If we could take them into a courtroom, proper legal settings, as a good governance society, we should let them make their case as to why they did what. But if our examinations show that they were reckless and dangerous and they just made things up on the fly, then we have to punish them because their actions killed people. And we have to strip them of their money, all of their money they've made, and also imprison them. We have to be willing to imprison a lot of these people before we can move forward. So I'm not for amnesty, and I'm surprised by some of these uh, some of these freedom fighter people at this point. So I don't know if they were bought off, what the reason is, or maybe they were involved in some nefarious actions that costed lives. And they're afraid that it will be found out. So there's no amnesty. I would be willing to also say if judges uh, looked at this properly and if judges and juries after their examination came back and said, you know what, 
we think that some of these actions by these doctors, these hospitals, these government uh, health officials, these agencies like CDC, FDA, etc., were so egregious and they costed lives. They, they caused suffering, harms, and they costed lives. If they said that it's so egregious that we need to put that penalty on the table, I would say go ahead and put that penalty on the table. I'm not afraid to say that because I think what was done during COVID needs some very, very serious, harsh punishment. So um, there's a lot of talk right now about uh, continuing the shot. And now people talk about the seventh and the eighth booster, the Pfizer and Moderna is going to implement. And, and there are people who are taking it. But when we look at the vaccine uptake right now, we see it almost at a minimum, like 1% to 2%. So it means our messaging is 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 getting true, but it also means that that people are doing their own critical thinking, and 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 they may be probably um, the ones that count for the uh, for the low uptake of the vaccines in adults and children, especially children, which is a good new which is good news to us. So. There was this recent Japanese study where they linked health ministry data. And they looked at they looked at um uh some information that showed that the Japanese health ministry now admits the second causal link between COVID mRNA vaccine and death. This healthy teenage girl was found unresponsive after her third Pfizer vax. So I wrote the substack saying, you know, she was unresponsive after her third um her third vaccine. So I'm asking will Bula, Arba Bula, Stefan Bansell, Bansell, Robert Malone, Urgent Sahin, um, Kirtland Curico, etc., and Wiseman, and I'm and I'm trying to ask a question, which is um, how could they rule out that it was the cause of the vaccine? I think we need serious consideration now that the vaccine may have done this to her, and this is a devastating situation. So I've included that study, that recent uh, publication, because what we're finding is, you know, I wrote this paper two and a half years ago, and the title was Dear Pfizer, Leave Our Children Alone. That was when the vaccine was begun to be rolled out. And they're talking about vaccinating kids. And I said, you know, I wrote this paper. There were seven studies that I attached to it, which called into question um, for children, young kids, the validity of the vaccine. 
we know when we look around us that children are falling victim to the mRNA vaccine and, and some are dying. And um, it's a really horrible thing. Um, that is one particular topic. There are several others that I think are equally important and deserve airtime too. So, um, I wanted to raise the, the idea of uh, the overall pandemic again, speaking about it and my own view philosophically of what I think happened with SARS-1 and what I think happened with SARS-2. And I think it's a very um, interesting conversation to have again, and maybe I might use a full segment to go through that again, because I think it's a very important issue. I wanted to talk about this Claudine Gay individual and the plagiarism at Harvard. As you know, this became an issue because of her being questioned among two other ladies, and they deemed that um, her, the responses that she gave kind of delved into the area of anti-Semitism, little hate, and uh, the truth of the matter is, Claudine Gay is trying to say she's the ex-president of Harvard that she's not present anymore because of people don't like women or gender discrimination, etc. But um, that's not true. And the issue is that that um, she was legitimately found out as a plagiarist. And sometimes when you get certain um, names attached to you, it's hard for you to to, to to recover, to uncouple from it. And I think she has that problem right now. And all I wanted to say is that she's trying to say is a misunderstanding, etc., etc. And I decided that um, to chime in. This is not about being a black woman or being racist against a black woman. This is being about diversity and inclusion that program, hiring people that don't have the ability and don't meet the criteria. And I think what Harvard did with their silence in the beginning damaged the institution terribly. And when people like Al Sharpton comes into the mix and talking about race and all these things in his inflammatory manner, um... Al Sharpton, if you remember, at the beginning of the talk show wars between Al and Oprah and um, Geraldo, um, a young girl from the university, two instances, a young girl from the university um, said that the Duke Lacrosse, members in the Duke Lacrosse team raped her. 
turns out to be found out after the boys' lives were destroyed that that never even happened. Also a situation with this this young girl back then, her name was Tawana Borley. Tawana Borley. And she um she said that I think it was three or four white men jumped on her and raped her. And uh you know, did a lot of bad things to her. And um, she said that Tawana said that this made feces all over her. And I remember back then, um, the real the beginning of the race wars were beginning, and they would have burned America down because of the Tawana Bali story, if it were true. Um the the reality about it is she came forward and said that she made it up. It was not true. So, you know, everything had to be withdrawn and stopped. But the truth of the matter is that um, her make-believe situation caused a lot, a lot of grief across America. The Duke Lacrosse situation was terrible, and the Tawana Bali. And we were a lot of Al Sharpton in, in driving a lot of racial discontent and hatred. So once I saw him supporting Claudine Gay, I realized that there's a devastating situation. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Well, the OUTLOUD truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to Dr. Paul Alexander of the Tiawa on the America Out Loud Talk Radio. Once again, I remind you about my Substack. My blog, it's Alexander COVID News. You could support me if you want and help me with um, by going to Zell. And the email is uh, sr7283 at gmail.com. Any sort of uh, help, even if it's one buck, it helps me. Um, remember, uh, 
McCullough, myself, Dr. Reich, etc. We work for the well, when I say work, we provide scientific technical support to the wellness company. That is TWC.health. That is T as in Tom, W as in White, C as in Charlie.com.health. And please go to the website and you'll see a lot of good information on uh, telehealth medicine, access to doctors, um, medical exemptions, a lot of the uh, modern medicine, allopathic medicine that is really challenging for you to, to even access. TWC is trying to revolutionize the practice of medicine, putting the power back into your own hands. And they also produce a range of nutraceuticals, which is like supplements, but um, really important ones. So one of them particularly is the spike support. It's uh, the spike protein that's produced from the vaccine or the virus. Uh, we, have, we have enough research now to show that it's playing a role in causing um, long COVID symptoms, meaning symptoms of COVID after um, you've recovered, etc. So that, the healthy heart formula, you have spike for kids even. So there, there are a tremendous number of uh, um, supplements you can choose from. Um, what I wanted to talk about now is, uh, let me see. There are several stories. And, you know, of course, the main one is President Trump. I want to get, you know, it will be controversial, but I'll say it just the same, you know. I feel in my heart that <clears throat> President Trump is not a bad man <clears throat> and he didn't do wrong by America. And you know, you need to judge someone by the arc of their life, the fullness of their life, not just by one action and or two actions, I see. And the media <clears throat> and the haters of Trump, MAGA, etc., going out of their way to, to portray him as a bad person, and he's not. And uh, the challenge for him right now is he's going to have to, at some point, come forward to explain his decision-making in terms of uh, Operation Warp Speed, lockdowns, etc. So... Uh, the reality about it is that <clears throat> there's a lot of things constantly we could speak about and that it always brings me back to the COVID issue. And what do we mean by that, you know? We want to talk about the fact that <clears throat> a PCR process was used to denote positivity to the vast amount of time during COVID. And the problem with the PCR process is that any cycles over over 24 were actually signifying viral dust, viral fragments, old coronavirus, etc. But we cycled at 40 and 45 in Canada, in the UK, in the United States. So that means we we're getting a vast number of people. In fact, we were to argue the 95 out of 100 people who were 
designated as um, uh, positive for COVID. They were actually not positive for COVID. The, the, the PCR process appears to have about a 90, 95% false positive rate. So that's a devastating situation. And what they, what they did across COVID, you see, people would ask me, Dr. Alexander, um, what killed the people in COVID then? And I'd say, well, an elderly person with underlying medical conditions, so to speak, will um, uh, they are at heightened risk. And if you denote them as positive and put them into the hospital setting, they will be isolated, and isolation kills them. Isolation will kill you, it will kill me as we get older. And they would put these people in isolation. Their families can see them after that. In fact, when they die, you would either be cremated or let's say a normal funeral, but um, you couldn't see, your family couldn't see you and you couldn't see them. The isolation kills. Uh, the, the, the person often gets malnourished and dehydrated. And as part of this death COVID, death protocol, that all hospitals seem to be having, doing the same thing across North America, Canada, United States, etc. And it was a terrible thing. It was as though um, one order came to everyone. And they were just doing bad things. So the elderly was the highest vulnerable getting um, malnourished, dehydrated. They were given um, paralytics and relaxants and stuff like um, Midof, Midazolam, Lorazepam, uh, these uh, these drugs were very toxic to them. Midazolam is a paralytic that you give prisoners undergoing execution. Propofol, they gave propofol. They gave fentanyl. So so the elderly, the high-risk vulnerable, were very, very, they were in a terrible situation. It was almost as though they were spiraling down, circling the drain, and getting closer to death. <clears throat> so he put them on many different drugs. And this was a huge problem because they began to die. And we also slapped do not resuscitate orders on them. And uh, the denial of antibiotics. Now, you know, from the Spanish flu in 1917-1918, now we're going back into tissue that was stored and uh, just access to material. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, I believe it's about 45 years of material, but... The truth of the matter is that um, between the dehydration, the malnourishment, pumping them with the uh, remdesivir, which was kidney and liver toxic, they knew that. And um, putting them on an intubate, 
they were intubated. And the death blow was the um putting them uh, on the ventilator. Most of the clinicians and the technicians did not know how to operate the ventilator properly. So they were just slapping on the machine and what the machine was doing is um blowing holes in their lungs, causing ventilator associated pneumonia, etc. In other words, the ventilator killed people. And um it's one of the greatest crimes ever. It was not the virus. We've come to find out that the virus killed the least number of people, which demonstrates the public health disaster that this COVID non-pandemic was. Let me be as clear as I can be. Um, COVID was not a pandemic. It didn't even rise, in my opinion, to an emergency. They shut the system down in society based on highly high false positive results. And the people who should have been informing decision making were kept out. So at this point, what I'm trying to say is. Everything about COVID, from the origins, the timelines, everything, was a complete lie. All of COVID was a lie from the beginning to now. They stole our freedoms, locked us down, etc. It was devastating. And I think this is an area that... um. someone like uh, President Trump, he has to be able to, in time, come clean and explain what happened. What happened with lockdowns, with the vaccine, etc. Because he, he, didn't, he couldn't know. He didn't know. And um, he needs to come a mere culpa now if people are going to take him seriously. Because I just feel another person uh, passed away. And, well, so there's some really uh, interesting areas I want to touch on. I'm just trying mm -hmm. to say that on a scale of 0 to 100, 100% of COVID was a lie. 100%. Nothing was true. Nothing was real. Definitely not the lockdowns and definitely not the uh, the mRNA vaccine. And that's a travesty because lives were lost due to the policies that were implemented. People had to close down their office, etc. Many people committed suicide, hung themselves because they couldn't understand what was happening. Um, I want to talk about the six-foot social distancing rule because that came up recently. 
I think Fauci went onto the hill yesterday and he testified and he basically, without using, but he almost used all these words, basically saying that the six-foot social distancing rule was BS. That's what Fauci said behind the scenes. Now, um, when I said that, that the social distancing rule was, was made up about two years ago, you know, people were questioning, where did you get this information from? And really, precisely what, what had happened was, I was in the HHS at 200 University Avenue, just across the street from the Capitol building. And yeah. um, at HHS, I was letting them know that my reservations with the whole vaccine and, and the response, et cetera, and when I said this, Redfield and me were talking, and I asked him, Dr. Redfield, where did the six-foot social distancing rule come, up from, come from, and how did you all decide upon it? And he told me in uh, no uncertain terms that um, the social distancing rule of six feet was made up. So I said, what do you mean made up? He said, well... Um, it was mm -hmm. made up. And now, soon after he said that, I wrote about it. Scott Gottlieb, who was, I believe, prior FDA commissioner, came out and said, yeah, it was made up. So you have Fauci saying it now. Um, myself, Scott Gottlieb, the FDA, prominent people telling you what they knew. And what I knew was that it was made up. The moral of that story is everything about COVID was made up just as they um just as the social distancing rule. So we we are left to question what is it about COVID that we could really say we trust that we went along with and we will go along with again. Well, um, I thought that was a good topic, the social distancing, because Fauci went on the hill and uh, he didn't deny it. He didn't deny it was, um, it was arbitrary and made up. I think many business owners who, let's say, had like 10 to 12 seats, four to five people each one, uh, when I wasn't getting no, um, uh, when they had to shut down and remove seats, they couldn't survive. And that's the key. The key is the decisions from COVID harmed a lot of business owners and people. Many business owners committed suicide because they couldn't hold on. And they, um, they couldn't take their 10 seating arrangement store and make it a, a four one. So I want to take the opportunity, you know, we're talking about a lot of different issues here. I want to take the opportunity to close off this segment and, um, 
is really distressing about what Fauci said about this social distancing rule of six feet because the question now really becomes that who then are you going to really believe? And it's not a good situation to be in. So, um, I was looking at here. Um, I want to talk about Metabiota, this Nathan Wolf guy and Hunter Biden. What is their association? Because I wrote a substack on that that's got a lot of uh, important information and played many times. I also want to talk about this sports broadcaster, Dan Graziano. And uh, he's been coming after um, Aaron Rodgers. And I, and I think I looked at this dispute over the weekend. To me, just on surface blush, it seems to be that um, these people envy Aaron Rodgers' his immune system, that he did not fall for the vaccine, etc., and he can make the same, you know, he is human just like them. So I think this Graziano guy is all out of envy, and uh, Aaron Rodgers has his natural immunity, and his immune system is the prize. So I actually thank him for that. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, foreign protein cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Um, well, you know, we've been discussing several issues and um, there are so many problems that we're dealing with globally and within the United States, North America. It's hard really to put your hands on it and we're still grappling, as we've spoken earlier, with this COVID madness that we live. 
I mean, let's look at it from this point of view. If I go by just topics, what are the biggest problems facing us right now? Well, I would say, <clears throat> let us speculate. You know, I'm a Trump supporter. The President Trump comes back into office. What does that mean? I want in the first hour <clears throat> that he puts his hand on the Bible, he goes straight to the Oval Office, and then he uses all the levels of government. All. Don't be afraid this time. You have no more re-election. Suspend what you need to suspend. Accrue all of the power you need to accrue. Fire who you need to fire. But immediately, <clears throat> he has to pivot to COVID, then to the border. COVID first. First statement out of his mouth. I'm going to reverse the liability protection. You know, you know the... Um, the Secretary of Health and Human Services could declare a public health emergency, and uh, which, which ASR did in early 2020. And once they declare a public health emergency, they could uh, invoke a PrEP Act. And the PrEP Act basically, which he did in January, February of 2020, ASR, um, suspends all liability for any countermeasure. I want you to pay attention to that word. That's a military term. So what Izande did was they subsumed vaccines, lockdowns. Everybody fell under the term countermeasure. And under the PrEP Act, everybody is absolved. Every action is absolved from any recrimination. Now, Trump needs to reverse that and make it retroactive back to February 2020 so that all of the people who were harmed by the lockdowns, the school closures, the business closures, the vaccines, etc., they can go back into court and sue and, and get into a legal situation. Trump needs to do that. People are waiting for that. Trump needs to also discuss that he will set up a victim compensation fund, a proper fund where people who were harmed by the lockdowns, the lies of the lockdowns and the vaccine can get some money to make them whole again. Trump needs to declare that the border, the southern border with Mexico, etc., is closed. And he needs to close it for all immigration for about 10 years. And he actually needs to close the, the, the Canadian border, the northern borders with Canada for 10 years. Of course, those who have citizenship and residency, etc., who have some status in America and a purpose to be in America, can't be uh, denied entry. But everyone else who applied for, for immigration, who were waiting, I'm sorry, it's done. Close the borders. That's it. And then take a full accounting of who's in the country, who's illegal, how many, and then deport each and every one of them. President Trump must be clear, every man, woman, child, I don't care if you were born in America, who came into America illegally, directly or indirectly, you are the consequence of the illegal cross like you were born. You must be deported and removed from America instantly. That must be a top priority. Then he can say, once you are outside of America, and we know we've cleaned America of all illegals, I don't care who lawn, 
whose fruit trees, whose orange plantation, whose peach patch can't get harvested. To hell with that crap. That's it. Everyone must get out. You broke the law. Then, you go into an American embassy in the country you came from because we have embassies everywhere, and you show. Show a U.S. passport. Show a U.S. citizenship birth certificate. Show that you were born in America. Show it. Prove it. Once your documents are valid and you are legitimate that you were born there, you are allowed instantly to return. So you might spend a few days outside of America, whoop-de-doo, for your illegality or your parents' illegality. I don't buy that crap that, that they born you in America. Everyone must be deported and start over. Get a proper accountant who is in America because it is true. Trump was correct. Rapists who are going to gang rape your daughter and shatter her pelvises like what Hamas did in Israel. We have 10-year-old girls. They cannot even piece her pelvis together. It is broken in so many places from these feral, 6th century, banal, filthy, fecal matter, Islamic jihadist terrorists from Hamas. Gang rape them. Pounded nails into these young women's vaginas. Inserted all sorts of metal objects in them. What kind of animals are these? They don't deserve to live. We have those coming up in America now. Remember, since Biden is in office, 7 million people have approached the U.S. borders. 6.8 million of them are the southern border as of today. Of those, 4.8 million was processed, meaning they were checked by somebody, given an Obama phone, given a social security number, given a little envelope with some cash, given a little bag with some clothes, and put on a bus and, and trafficked somewhere into America to return for the hearing, refugee hearing, which will never happen. You know that. But that's 4.5 million. There are 2.2 million missing. They have been classed now by the border services in a new term called gotaways. That's how they speak about them now. 2 million gotaways, meaning they approach the border and as the border agents were dealing with one set, they ran through an opening elsewhere. And now they're in America. We don't even know their names, where they are. Now, here's how you have to look at this. Of the 4.5 million that they actually processed, border services found in them 200 hardcore terrorists, jihadists, people on the terror watch list who've blown up buildings. In, in, in the Middle East, who've killed people, 200. They were bold enough to come to the border. Yes, they were stopped. I don't know if they were rendered to Gitmo or whatever. I don't know where they are. But they were stopped. Now, if 200 or 4.5 million, you need to ask yourself, what happened to the 2 million gotaways? If you model it, that means that in those 2 million, there are approximately 90 to 100 people who are terrorists. 
they are now in America. We don't know their names and we don't know where they are. That's a very big problem. That's going to become a very big problem because remember, Tashfin Malik and her husband Farouk, remember what they did in San Bernardino? They shot up the place and killed all those innocent people, elderly people, etc. Remember Omar Martin from the Pulse? These are Muslim adherents to Sharia Islam. That's why I'm calling their names. Remember Major Hassan Nadal, the U.S. military psychiatrist doctor who shot up the place and killed a bunch of soldiers? These people, their ideology is Islamism. They are jihadists, whether they need society or not. And they want to harm people. They want to kill Americans, North Americans. They want to kill the infidel, that is, persons who are not Muslim. Whether you want to take your head out of your ass and understand how these people think and what they think, they will kill you. They think that basic at a 6th century level. It is either you convert to, and become a Muslim or they swipe at your neck. It is their philosophy. We should have never, ever allowed the North African Muslim, the Middle Eastern Muslim Islamist, ever into the Western world. We should have left them in their shithole, hellhole, filth in the Middle East. Check on them every 1,000 years. See if they got off the camel. See if they stopped raping the animals. See. Then start thinking about bringing them. But you went and you brought them. Now they're among us. So President Trump must say that every single illegal, because they're coming up through the southern border, we have, they found 200 Chinese already, Chinese men, military age, coming through the southern border. Why? China? Could these people be actually subversive people coming into plot against America? Trump needs to close the border and then we get a proper accounting. All of those who we send back, if in their paperwork, in their history, whilst they were in America illegally, we can show they committed a murder or they raped or they were bona fide pedophiles, they must never be allowed to touch American soil again for the rest of their life. They cannot come back, even if they produce an American passport. They were there illegally to begin. The end does not justify the means here. And if you were there illegally and you were a pedophile and you had cases against you and matters in the court, no way you must ever be allowed back into America. Your American passport must be worth nothing, must be voided by those actions. So Trump has his work cut out for him. And I think some people wrote to me the other day on Substack. You know I run my own blog, Substack. It's called Alexander COVID News. Just Google it, Alexander COVID News. It's my blog talking about COVID, talking about everything, though, all the politics. And, and I actually have it principally for free. So you just have to subscribe, put in your email, and then you're on the list. But if you want, people charge about 100 bucks a month for membership. I have reduced mine to $29.99. Why? 
I wanted to reduce it to like 10 bucks. But Substack won't allow you to go under 30 bucks a month. So I think maybe it's to keep attracting people to do their own writing and, and therefore if they if I made it me too low, how could they charge a hundred bucks? Anyway, my point is I write all of these things. If you want to pay the 29 for the year, that will help me financially tremendously. So please consider. Also, you can go to Zelle and use email sr7283 at gmail.com. You know, I mentioned Zelle. I have this good buddy. Well, I haven't spoken to him for many years. And recently, recently he, he, he wrote me and he called me and he said, you know, boy, Paul, Things are a little rough with me, you know. I have no uh, money to pay my rent or something like that, you know. Told me about his kids, blah, blah, blah. And there I am, I say, you know what, I felt so sorry. I didn't really have much money to give away. But I went and found about, I think, 700 or 1,000 bucks, and I, and I sent it to him. I used this Zell. I didn't know it worked on that. It's worked well. So we used Zell, and we sent him the cash. Instantly, he got the money. On the promise that he would send me the money the day after. Because he's getting paid. He said he has a job. Well, this is about four months now, and I'm still trying to get back the money. So I love Zelle, the efficiency of it, if you want to send somebody some cash. But I got burnt with, by someone using Zelle, so I'm not too happy every time I hear the name. But anyway, if you want to help me financially, please, uh, Zelle, sr7283 at gmail.com. That's the email. So... We have a lot of problems of, on our hands as a society. But I want to be as clear as I could be, okay, today in this show, that I am for vengeance, and I am for retribution, and I am for punishment. And when somebody told me the other day, they wrote, they said, hey, look, you know, Paul, you know, you're a big supporter of Trump, you're in his campaign, blah, blah, blah. You work for him. He's on his stump. We think we just heard him. Well, he's nothing for any, um, he don't want no retribution. I said, look, I can't believe that. I didn't have time to look at that rally. They said, yes. And then all of a sudden we see Scott Atlas, Jade Bhattacharya, who love and these people coming. Somebody wrote me and said they even heard McCullough, Dr. McCullough. And you know, Dr. McCullough is like my mentor. He's my sage. He's my oracle. Say that um, we shouldn't be focusing on uh, punishment. I can't believe that. So I'm not. I, I'm gonna call Peter later today to ask him, because that's impossible. Yes, I know we want to go forward and want to fix things, but I am for vengeance, and this is the Trump that we want to elect. We want him to get her. And if Trump has turned, and he's not for vengeance or or punishment and 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 uh, and, and accountability, I don't want him as president. I'll be blunt now in this pod podcast. I want somebody else. Because too much wrong was done to him when he was president. And what he needs to understand is we elected him to safeguard the presidency. He held the office of the president. It's not even him as a person. It is what you represent. And the office of the president was defiled and debased and, and attacked and smeared and slandered when, while he had it. So when we want retribution, we're not, we're not seeking to make him whole. We want to make the office of the presidency whole because that's what our children and grandchildren have to deal with in this world. Because remember, if America falls, the world falls. You may not like America, 
They may have issues with America, but when you look around this world, it's an imperfect nation, and it has a lot of imperfections and faults. But among the worst, it's the best. You show me a system of government that is better. You can't. All are corrupt. But in the union, in making the union, they try to form the best. And if you look at the, the language of the founding fathers, and you look at the founding papers, the constitution, the amendments, the declaration of rights, etc., you could see how brilliant these people were. That 250 years ago, they wrote documents pertaining to us in 2023 now. When you read it, you can see how applicable it is today. How they could have had that foresight, I don't know. But I'm telling you, Trump must come with vengeance. He has to burn D.C. down. He has to raise D.C. to the floor. FDA, CDC, NIH, NIAID, HHS, destroy them. Tell all of the employees, don't come to work. You're going to physically burn the buildings down. No one in the buildings. Burn them down. And then relocate all those federal employees to Alcatraz. And two, three hundred miles north of Alaska. Make their lives difficult and hard. Because for years they've been living high on the hog. Taxpayer money sucking at the teeth of the taxpayer. And giving us nothing there. Many of them are just crooks. Trump needs to come now and fix America. That is the Trump we're going to support. That is the Trump we're going to vote for. Thank you very much.